0: What's up, guys? This is Just the Quip, episode number three. I'm one of your hosts, Chase Williams. To the right, he's dressed in blue. It's Hunter Dorset. Not even to the right. Yeah, I'm that right in front of
1: you. it. I realized I
0: didn't even think about the uh, <laughs> intro, but that's because like this show doesn't have an intro yet. Yeah, we're just the Quip, man. Fuck the intro. I kind of realized too. That's exciting though, because that means like we get to re we get to- we get to watch another show grow.
1: Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. You know? We have three months to kind of flesh this one out. Nice we do. And good.
0: Okay. So, yeah, this is just the quip. Uh, if you're coming here looking for news and a beer review, that's not what you're going to get, except you kind of are, because we're actually going to drink a beer on this episode because we wanted to. Yeah. It's been a while since we reviewed a beer on the air, so we're going to review a beer today, but the beer isn't going to be the focus of the episode, really. It's just going to be kind of behind everything else that's going on. So, the beer that we're drinking today is from a very popular brewery. Most people are probably going to know this name. It's Abita, and most people are probably going to know this beer. It's Andy Gator. Now, here's the deal. Hunter, I was telling you this in the store. I've heard this like the name of this beer a thousand times. Everyone who, like, enjoys Abita, which is a very popular brewery, says you got to try this one. And the fact that we both haven't had it, I was like, okay. Right. I'm not trying, you know, that's just the quip. I'm not trying to go and taste banana bootlick beer. I want
1: to have a good one.
0: So we'll and do it's worth this-
1: noting, it was literally like half the price of all of the other bottles that were the same size. If
0: it wasn't sold already, it was four ninety nine and 8% alcohol.
1: Yeah, 8% alcohol for a 22-ounce bottle. That's pretty outrageous to me. So I
0: have a feeling by the end of this episode, we're going to be a little loose.
1: It's 8% alcohol by volume. <laughs> it's
0: 8% alcohol, but yeah, <laughs> so it's good. Okay, well, it describes itself as a Hellas Doppelbach. Um, I'm not going to read the back because I think there's a description in the back, but I kind of just want to go in
1: blind. It's more just kind of sappy, you know, witty humor. Love letter bullcrap.
0: Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Well, I can tell you folks that it is nice and yellow
1: or orange. It's a
0: nice orange coming out, and there's no head to it. The head doesn't stick around, it's not a very thick beer.
1: Um, yeah, it almost has like a peachiness. You know, like whenever I look at it from the top, it just looks real. Like, what
0: about like an apricotness?
1: Yeah, I guess I could see that. Yeah, whenever Chase poured it, or whenever we were pouring it, Chase noted that it has like a real kind of sprightly, that's bubbly sweet. head. Ooh, that's sweet. Really?
0: Yeah, it's was, that's a sweet beer.
1: It's like semi-filtered, so like you can sort of see your hands in a refractory light, but it's not like very clear.
0: Yeah. Well, this this will be cool. We'll 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 sit on this one. And we'll bring it up later. Okay. So the subject of today's show, Hunter. Um, you've gotten to watch like the past four days me, probably what looks like an insane man having an aneurysm on the couch.
1: Or a few aneurysms, yes. Yeah, because
0: <laughs> I've been playing a game called Bloodborne, um, trying to get all the platinum trophies. Now, the subject of today's show is video game challenges. Why they're attractive? Um, why we sort of we take a goal like we take a goal in a game, and we we decide we're gonna do it, even to the point where. Anybody on the outside in would see what we're, like, going through and be like, that does not look like you're enjoying yourself. Why are you doing this? Why, why would you spend three and a half hours being upset just for, like, the sake of a check mark? you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that, I, I, we can start there and, and see where that goes. Right. So, I, I mean, I guess to, to get into it, what... What would you say the appeal is of, say, like, earlier when you started collecting balloons and did it Kong Racing, you know, and having to do a boss fight over and over again to get a balloon? A damn balloon. Yeah, I
1: mean, <clears throat> that was, like, kind of, that might have been the first game that I really, like, went through, you know, the steps of trying to get all the, all the coins and all the silver balloons and all the reverse tracks and all that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I guess I, uh, you know, I had that desire, but... I've only really had a few experiences. You're you're much more more of a robust player in this in this field than I am, as far as doing something to the point where it doesn't matter whether or not it brings you joy or not. You're just gonna do it, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And um, I have had a few experiences with that. Gran Turismo was that way. Okay. Whenever I was getting my S license,
0: and what did that look like? Like what that was?
1: was okay. So there was like f- I think five licenses that you can get. You get B A I A I or B, A, B, I, A, I, B, and then you get the S license. That sounds
0: like the most ridiculous numbering system of all time. Right.
1: In the fr- in you know like the first ones are kind of easy. Like you just do like part of a racetrack, but then like when you get to S, all of the challenges are just like really <laughs> really low times on just all of the racetrack, and you have to do the whole track.
0: So it's, it's, you know, you got to race a perfect race or something.
1: Essentially, yeah. And you'll have, like, ghosts, right, that whenever you don't do it, you can, like, go against your ghosts. So that was, was like, an instance of me, you know, having not a whole lot of fun. I was getting angry, you know, because it took hours and hours and hours and hours to finally freaking do this. Mm -hmm. And then um, once I actually finally got it, you know, it opened up a whole lot of doors within the game, I guess. But um, it kind of made me wonder whether or not it was worth it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And
0: so, going back to what you said earlier, when you say, "like I watch you do these things that are literally bringing you no joy,
1: you're just doing them." <laughs> is well, that, that bringing sort of you a... some joy? Because when you're overjo- or overcoming them.
0: Yeah. So how pow- Like how powerful is that? Is that is that what the, is the the truth of the matter here? Is that just jumping over a hurdle, no matter how hard and big or how high it is. Mm-hmm. What landing on the other side is what always like is the whole point, essentially.
1: Yes, I
0: guess. But, but I, with like a virtual thing, you know. I, I guess anyone who doesn't play video games and looks in and they're just like, like, why does that S on your memory card matter? You know, like, why does that matter?
1: Yeah, I mean, time. You know, I mean, the only the only reason why anything is of meaning is because we prescribe meaning to things. So, Absolutely. You know, the um if I take a glass, it might like a glass that's nice like this, like I might break it and it might not mean anything to me, but then you'd be like, what the fuck, dude? Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's an awesome glass, you know? Um but yeah, like I guess I just I got to the point in my career or er, gaming catalog sort of history where I I didn't I think the last time where I really had a, a moment like this where I was just like perplexed by something and i had to keep trying was guitar hero yeah and buckethead jordan yeah was that but also through the fire and the flames and i think that this might even be like a pretty like psychological thing here because
0: yeah that's through the fire
1: and the flames was like the one song that i never finished in guitar hero i never finished that song and like you know you, I don't have it to hurts. really say, like, you know, you know I'm good. I'm You're good. You're better than me. But, like, I am could beat 99% of people, and I still can't even finish that song. And there are people that, like, suck that have finished that song. Yeah. And I think that really just kind of, like, closed down the doors of me, like, well, if this isn't going to be fun, if, like, if I can't get through this, then fuck this. Like, yeah. it's not worth it to me. And th- that's kind of how I, like, dealt with golf, too. So, okay, cool, because... Getting
0: into the, just the psychology behind why we do these things, whether it's in a game or not, I wanted to start seeing if we could reach for other examples that weren't just video games. So yeah. go ahead with your golf example.
1: I mean, because with golf, I started playing really young, and my dad was good at it, and he taught me a lot of stuff. He gave me lessons with, sort of like, professionals and stuff, so that was cool. And I just kept, getting my, I just kept finding myself getting frustrated because I couldn't, like, break a certain barrier. And they were, like, kids that were my age that were shooting, like, 70s and stuff and I'm like I can't even like break 100 right now you know (laughs) and um, after a while I was just like you know I want to get really good so I just went to the range like every day for like three weeks one time and I just like every day I just I never I had maybe one day in a week where I would like do well and I was like I know that I just need to like rough this like put my nose down and just grit through this but I don't need to you know, and then I just told my mom one day, I was just like, yeah, I think I'm done. Like, I just I just I don't know. It's not like bring me joy. I'm not getting better. Right. You know, I probably could get like marginally better if I kept doing this for like years. But is it that important to me? Kind of. So, you know, so I don't know.
0: that's one of my reasons. I am want to throw this out out here and we'll, we'll see. I want to see how you wrestle with it. A lot of it for me, though, is just pure pride. And I just want to be able to say that I did it. More so, so I can like kind of claim to be an authority on it, you know. Like I have this thing where if somebody's gonna tell me they play Bloodborne, you've just started a pissing match with Chase, and I'm gonna be like, "Sweet man, I'm happy you liked it, but did you do the? You know, did you do
1: this? Did you do that?" Then you're not really happy that they liked it. It's just well, a no, pissing contest. It is. It is.
0: <laughs> I'm, but I'm characterizing it as that, you know. I, I'm not like walking around with my chuff, my chest puffed out, but I like knowing that I've did all of these challenges that other people couldn't do.
1: Well, know? that's how I feel with Guitar Hero. Whenever we five-starred everyone, you know, people are like, oh, I play on Expert. It's like, well, I five-starred everyone. I perfected <laughs> ones on Expert. Um, so, yeah, I totally understand that notion and, like, that feeling that comes with, like, a mastery of something like that. Um, but then again, it's, like, it's it's all just, like, what you're willing to to spend the time doing, you know? I mean... The only reason why Bloodborne is important to you is because you were willing to put enough time in to overcome those obstacles. Yeah, that's a big but reason. But if you hadn't started at all, like, if someone else had told you that they played Bloodborne you hadn't played Bloodborne, you wouldn't be like, well, have you mastered all this? You know, like, it would just kind of be like, oh, okay, you know, cool.
0: Right. Yeah, putting so much time into Bloodborne is also a big reason why I like, have to walk away. I re- I didn't realize how effing time-consuming that trophy was going to be. Yeah, really. that,
1: you've been on it for four days. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> for sure. I would
0: love to see an hour count. But maybe not. Um, <laughs> so, is there anything else you want to add to this subject? Uh, I mean, I mean, you've w- you've gotten to witness four days of me sulking in, on the couch, like just as an op- observer. Like, <laughs> what do you think?
1: <laughs> I mean, I just I know I know you personally. <laughs> I mean, I've known you since you were eleven. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I just know that. I just feel like you're just like a, a, you're sort of stubborn in that in that way you know i mean if if somebody if something that you're passionate about puts an obstacle in front of you and other people have done it and you understand how it's done like you're gonna do it until it's done <laughs> you know and i don't know i and like some pla in some ways like that's admirable you know i I like that and I wish kind of I was able to like take more deliberate actions ab- about certain things and stretch my limits and stuff like that but <clears throat> in other ways i just feel like you're going to die young <laughs> yeah, exactly
0: <laughs> i got some gray hairs this week <laughs> but even just the outburst of anger right we've all had them we've all had yes. big fits of anger with video games um and in the like in the moment it seems it feels warranted and even when uh, like if someone were to ask you like why are you doing that you almost like i almost sometimes feel like look you don't understand what i've been through And that, like, this is why I'm doing this. But at the end of the day, if you were, like, an outsider looking at somebody acting this way, like, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You're acting like a child, you know. Um, I guess. Well, I'm just, so, yeah. yeah, For Like, in these last couple of weeks, I've had a bunch of explosions, right? (laughs) How much of those are are necessary or allowed, given (laughs) the challenge and, like, what is, you know, what is happening? Because, like, our parents back in the day... They just hear 10-year-old Chase, like, screaming at Halo, and they walk up, and they're like, I don't understand. One, shut up. <laughs> Stop screaming. Two, if it's making you scream, don't play it. Yeah. Three, what are you doing, you know? Yeah. You can't, mean, be, you can't be acting like
1: this. I just giggle. You hear me giggle whenever you start.
0: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I try to make people laugh at me when I get angry. I feel like that's
1: my but, my way out. Yeah. I don't know. I just, like, I can't, like, give you a pass on, like, whether or not it's, like, worth it or not, but... I don't know. It's just it's a personal thing, I guess. Well, yeah,
0: but think about when you've had, like, outbursts and explosions at a video game and sort of, like, what was going through your head there and, like, maybe why, in the moment, you feel validated in doing things
1: like that, you know? So, I mean, we can take Diddy Kong Racing, right? We were just doing the Octopus uh, <laughs> Challenge. That guy was a shithead. Yeah, and, like, the first time, I just, like, I breezed by him. It wasn't that hard, and then... We did all the silver coin challenge and then we went back to him and he was impossible. <laughs> um Wow. Wow. <laughs> um Owen Wilson, wow. Um so yeah, like and you know, you kinda saw me getting really pissed off and was like struggling so through it. It's like and
0: finally I'm not the only angry one in the house.
1: Yeah. I mean and that's you know, I don't think that I don't think that it's like you're you're kind of insane if you can play the same thing over and over again, hoping for victory, <laughs> not get victory, and you're not mad. Yeah. You know? Like, that means you either really, really don't care about it and you're really not trying, or you're just an odd specimen. You sure. Know? So, you know, I think it's, like, warranted to a certain extent, but it's just, like, how you react, like, what you do. I mean, um, some of the people that I, like, respect the most are really able to kind of, like control themselves very well and so like you know i've i've always been more on the talkative expressive side of the tree as opposed to the reserved calculating yeah calculating side of the the tree (laughs) and uh (laughs) that tree and uh i don't know like whenever i see people on the other side i'm just like i kind of wish i was more like that you know and like i respect people that even if something really were to piss them off, like they were, they're able to kind of just like keep it in perspective and keep it under control. But I, I'm just, I'm right with you because I get pissed off. You know, like I, like FIFA would, I would be just a cussing fool, dude. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah.
0: What about when people are getting pissed off at e at each other through a game? Like, think about salt. It's happening with Mortal Kombat because that's a different type of anger, right? That's an anger where. You want the victory, right? Because you're putting in the time. Yes. Only the only person stopping you is the person in the room.
1: (laughs) You know? See, I'm seasoned at this, so I don't get (laughs) mad. I don't get mad between people anymore. (laughs) Because pretty much, like, not only you, like, my best friend growing up from, like, kindergarten to fifth grade before you was also really good at games. Sam Moses? Yeah. He was also really good at video games and stuff. And I was always kind of the weaker link when it came to, like, co-ops. You yeah. know, and stuff. And I would, like, piss him off a lot. And we would get in arguments and stuff about some things.
0: You just yeah. need to give me the grenades. He's just Every just time li- you yeah, take them, yeah. you waste them. It would, be,
1: it would be, like, Blitz or something. And, like, I didn't do something right. He's like, dude, what the hell? You know? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, Sorry, dude. I suck at this game. <laughs> um, and I felt the same way with, like, Halo. You know, whenever I started trying to play you in Halo. And I'd lose, like, 75 to 3. <laughs> you know? But, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't let. I don't let it get between me and another person very often. Like, the only time that it would get, like, really salty is Guitar Hero for me, because that was, like, what I felt at most apt at, and I f- had mastered it to a certain extent where I was in the same playing field as these other people who are also really good. So, like, the competitive spirit... It was more competitive spirit than it was, like, anger or, like...
0: Yeah, but I think competitive spirit can warrant anger, you know? It can... It can warrant anger, maybe but not. I don't
1: think it warrants anger at a person. Yeah, like, it
0: maybe warrant isn't the right word, but like, conjure anger, you know? Yeah. Like but you
1: need to keep your anger, like, on yourself. Like, you can't get pissed off at another person for beating you. You should be able to, like, be like, I'm pissed off But what at if they're just using a cheap ass
0: move, dude? Who <laughs> cares? It doesn't matter. I, I agree. mean, like, I agree.
1: You have to use cheap ass moves to be bosses sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, again, it's exploiting, it's take advantage of what you can. Sure. Yeah, I was just
0: interested because, like, you know, there's often times where salty moments will happen, maybe barely between us and Nidhogg. But <laughs> I, I know, I know, like, with Max and Andrew, they've had nights where either one of them, you know, beaten the crap out of each other. And they'll play, like, two hours. And, right. like, the last hour, like, they don't even talk. Yeah. You know, it's that salty. But they know that once they walk out of that dungeon of salt they've created, yeah. it's a hug and a high five, and I'll see right. you later, you know. They're,
1: they're better for it. Right. Yeah, I mean... I well I just think that I think competitive competitiveness is good. It's it's a driver and you can be competitive in video games, you can be competitive in ath- athletics, you can be competitive in spelling. Yeah. But, you know, I don't even I don't even think it really matters what avenue it is as long as it's not like a, you know, in a like a self-abusive avenue or a bad one, but like if you're being competitive about something and it's not like driving your whole life, I mean, if these kids, if that's all they did every day, mm-hmm. it was not talk to each other and play this game, then I'd say, yeah, it's not. We shouldn't play that game anymore. Sure. You know, but like, it's okay if it's if it's in moderation and if y'all just have y'all are so competitive about it with each other that you don't need to talk. All you need is just action. You know.
0: So, you, so you said as long as it's like a competitive nature, it's sort of okay, and and as long as the relationship stays healthy. So let's let's like graph that back onto single player games. Um, okay. Does a single player game's challenge almost create like a competitive nature between you and the game, and maybe that's where a lot of like the need to victory need for victory comes from, and also you said as long as it's not
1: like self inflicting like pain or something as long as you're focusing the anger on yourself like if you're if you're not like angry at the thing for being the thing, you're just angry at yourself for not being able to overcome the thing
0: yeah, I guess just what's the line between having like Anger at yourself for not winning and just being so full of anger for so long, <laughs> you know? When does that, like, when does the competitive spirit become, like, where, where is the line? line when, when does be- it
1: not become competitive spirit it anymore? It just becomes sour. Right, yeah. yeah. But anyway, Well, that's a fine line. I mean, it's, I, mean I, I can't put words on that line, but we can try, you know?
0: Okay, so we'll start with, then, is it like a competitive nature between you and the game when it's single player, then, would you say?
1: Um, I think it depends on the game and how it's laid out you know that's how watching I feel. you watching you i feel sometimes since you know more about ha- game design and just in general and in games a lot of times for me I, I almost feel like i'm watching it in a dramatic irony sense be between you and the game designer more so than the <laughs> actual game <laughs> yeah, you know what, what i mean, mean
0: by that that's really interesting it's
1: just like you don't really care whether or not you get over the game you are you don't like like with a boss like if you have like some crazy boss, for me it seems more like you want it to be well done. It doesn't matter how the game does it. You just want it to be well done. Yeah. So like you're you're playing it, but you're also sort of like judging it and like whether or not it's worth kind of your time and whether or not like your efforts are validated by you overcoming this thing. So, like, yeah, I guess, like, sometimes I feel like people that, like, me won't, don't know anything about game design wouldn't even think about, like, how it's designed. We're just like, we've got to beat this thing. If we can't beat this thing, well, fuck this. Yeah. You know? Where you're like, this is a badly designed boss. Yeah. You can't do this. You can't <laughs> follow him around or roll him there. <laughs> and I'm like, I I agree with you. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, you know, that's on you. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I guess the overarching point with, like, whether or not it is like competitive spirit versus sour i mean i think it's different for every per- every person and i think that like my threshold for sourness is low which means i get sour quick yeah because sour-puss? i sourpuss yeah well it's you like pucker up over there well <laughs> <laughs> it's just like i play games for enjoyment and if i have to like if i have to endure long periods of no enjoyment to get a short period of enjoyment it's not a good profit for me it's not a good scenario i opinion, think
0: with I me where it becomes worth it and you and you are saying earlier that you know you give everything meaning whether it's like a beer glass or a or a victory mm-hmm. um, I, I like i couldn't possibly sit here and tell you that i didn't play games for enjoyment so then that has to mean that that small moment is the enjoyment and it means so much, and it is so intense that it does make every th- you know those hours of anger, I guess, worth it. You know, but right. yeah, I think oftentimes, I it, most people would, would tell you that they've probably sat there at one point in time and wondered like, was that seriously worth it? You know. Yeah. I think going back uh, to the idea of competition too, as well, is you know you mentioned like competing against the game, or even maybe against the game designers. But I think where my original statement of doing it for like a point of pride is also a competition with other people, you know? Because, right. mm-hmm. like, if they've done, like, what I'm trying to do now, if they've got the Platinum Trophy and I don't, then that means they're, they're, they won the contest, you know? And mm-hmm. it's not maybe about me, like, being able to be better in the sense that I want to beat their 40-yard sprint by 0.3 seconds, but I want to know that at least I crossed the finish line with them. Yeah. And now that we're on the finish line, I can talk to you about the, everything at a very, at a much deeper level, you know?
1: Yeah. And that's for sure. Um Yeah. I, I don't really have any refutations against well
0: that. Well then let's go ahead and let's let's talk about this beer a little bit. Okay. Um cool. what do you what do you think?
1: I don't know if any of the listeners picked up on it whenever you first started, but my first reaction was, Man, this is sweet. Yeah, it's sweet, um, right? but after kind of getting that first hit of it, um when I drink it again, it's not as intense, I guess. I'm, I'm sort of liking it. Um, bang for your buck. Again, going back to a $5 freaking sales price This yeah, is awesome. It's a good beer. I forgot about that. Um, yeah, you know, it's important to keep those kinds of things relevant.
0: Yeah, for me, that sweetness is the just overarching thing of this beer. Like, that's the most prominent trait is its sweetness. But it's like an apple juice sweetness. So it's not, to me, it's not like very candy, it's not sugary it's uh it, it is like an after effect of drinking like orange juice in a way like it's like a fruitiness it's like a yeah, but not fruity in the flavor, just in the way that that sweetness feels, okay, but I do want to say like it is it is a little sweet for my liking, like right. the fact that all i you know the the mask i think it masks most of the flavor because I can't really tell you, i don't have any mm-hmm. flavor
1: notes for you I just, I just have sweet right, yeah, know? it has kind of like this sweeping taste profile for me where like when I'm like when I'm sipping it it's just kind of like fast like it, like there's not a whole lot of carbonation holding it back for me you know what mm-hmm. I mean like when we first poured it up it looked like this real sprightly bubbly um, head and then like whenever I take a sip of it like I don't really get a whole lot of carbonation or anything it's just kind of like the swift the swift ch- you know chug that I'm getting I guess yeah
0: to yeah. me it, it the, f- the flavor doesn't last you know like you don't really get to hang out with it and I don't really think that's ever really a mark of, like, some, like a a good beverage. Um, yeah, it depends. But the thing is, is if you want something to be, like, to not be quick and to not last long, then I think you could do that better than this beer did. Oh, well, you know? fair enough, Jim. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess that's where I'm at with it right now.
1: Yeah, there. I mean, there's not a whole lot to take from it other than that it is sweet. It is decently... I mean, a lot of that sweetness will probably comes from the high alcoholic content. Do we... And this is... So it's a Hell's Doppelbach. Yeah, Hell's Doppelbach. I don't really know what kind of beer that uh, would be.
0: Hellus means light in German. Um, nice. So anytime I see a Hellus, I always think that it maybe is going to be like in the Belgium style, maybe like uh, have like kind of a funky yeast or like a maybe wheat in it. But I don't really get any of that from here. So I'm you guessing don't get like a funky yeast from this. Possibly, like maybe that's where some of the flavors coming from. Uh, as far as like a Bach goes, I really don't know much about the Bach. Uh, style mm-hmm. I really don't, and I have a feeling that this beer is more Bach than it is Hellas, you know, okay, and that may be
1: why I can't really characterize it very well, and you just said Hellas means light, yeah, was uh doppel like would be that would that be double, I think so, yeah, interesting,
0: yeah, yeah, it is, because, like doppelganger okay all right, uh so for the n- we have one email for this show specifically from Nick, what? I asked him to email in, yeah, but before oh. we get there, uh I just briefly like. I want to talk to you about Bloodborne. Okay. It, it was a game that I was very excited for since the moment it was announced. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it was announced, that was kind of when I said, like, "Okay, Chase, you know, you bought this Xbox. Are you sure that you really like? Are you sure you want to get an Xbox when Bloodborne is over there? Because it's the makers, it's the developers who did Dark Souls, and that's your one of your favorite games of all time. Are you really about to pass on that? Right. So finally getting it, seeing all the changes that they made, uh, and then really falling in love with it this week. I've been very pleasantly satiated, I guess, by it. So you've gotten to really witness a good bit of this game.
1: Yeah, I think I feel like I've probably watched you play like 60% of your game. Like, yeah. Even on, even on Twitch and stuff when you were
0: Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah that was so much fun. God, yeah. that was so much fun. You so s- just first impressions, like, I just want to talk to you about what you think about it. Um, I guess we can start with tone and art direction. Okay. since that's like the most visual,
1: you know, like that's
0: the easiest to
1: take the away aesthetic. from. Yeah. Yeah. Um so the l- like again, like it's hard to it's hard to really try and profess anything when you don't have a whole lot of knowledge uh backing backing up what you're saying. But <laughs> um except for insightful opinions cuz
0: you are a smart dude, so.
1: Y- that's why I'm trying to, you know, conjure together, piece together something that actually makes sense. Um I thought that the overall sort of doom dauntingness of the world that you're placed in was uh, thoroughly good. Like, I, I'm trying to, like, it it, it worked. Consistent. Like, it took a while to kick in for me. Like, I watched it, and I was like, yeah, I get it, but, like, I'm not there yet. Yeah. And then, after a while, I think there there were, like, some different parts where I was just like, damn, that's, this is pretty crazy. <laughs> Um, can you can you think, you know,
0: I think there is a, a, a feeling of, like, foreboding and doom in there. Um, I think what really brings that along in me was, like, the size of the moon in it hmm. and how the moon was so present. Yeah, but, I didn't even notice. But for you, what were some of the elements of the of the game visually that sort of brought that sense or that atmosphere of, like, of, of doom, like you were saying?
1: There was just a lot of... Um I mean, it was dark a lot in the game. It's, um, you know, there's a lot of, like, cobblestone streets with, like, people with pitchforks and and, and uh, torches. And, you know, like, the, pr- the first people that you start off against just look like super, like, weird zombie folk people, you <laughs> <Yeah>. know? <laughs> like, about to have a riot. Yeah. yeah,
0: and they yell at you a bit and stuff.
1: And also, like, you know... Uh, I actually, you know, I told you, I, th- I think I, I started a, my own little game of it. I was just curious to try and like, see how I played it. Yeah, what'd you name him again? Um, was it Broly? No, I had oh, like... Oh, it was I had, uh, right? No, that was a different one. UK was for Worms. Um, I, na- I tried to name this guy like a cool name. What, I no, what's the I other guy from, um,
0: from Yu Yu Hakusho? I'm pretty sure you named
1: him a Yu Yu Hakusho guy. T.A.? Maybe. Dude, no. What's the other two guys? There's Hie Kuwabara, Kurama, and Yusuke. I
0: think it was either Kuwabara or Kurama.
1: I think you're wrong. Okay. But anyway. I think I just, like, I think with him, I think the guy that I tried to make, I just tried to come up with a cool, like, medieval-sounding
0: right. game. So you made a guy, though. Yeah, you, I made a guy, and a I
1: went on the first level or whatever, and I died a lot of times. And um it was alluring, you know, but I didn't, I, again, I didn't really have a whole lot of uh, draw to want to, wanna, keep pushing as far as I had seen you go.
0: I just love that that game was inviting enough in a way to get you to play, to get you to even try it. Because those games are so daunting. Like, you hear about the experiences that people have with them, and you Mm -hmm. hear about the allure of them. Like, yeah, it's so worth it, though, in that third hour when you finally beat that guy, and you're like, why would I play that? Yeah. And so the fact that this game, I think, has a way about it in getting people to play is really nice.
1: I think that that's, I mean, we use the word scalability a lot, and I don't really know if this is, like, the right terminology, but let's see if we can kind of nail down what I'm trying to say. Like, <laughs> I think that, like, a good game should be scalable in the sense that, like... Yeah, the people that are starting playing the game that aren't good at gaming, that don't know anything about a game like this, and the people that are um, really, really good and always play games like this, like during the first level, they're going to be kind of on the same foot. But then like, yeah. as you go forward, um, a good game, in my opinion, would scale in a way that it's still keeping it hard for the other guy, like the guy who's a professional, and he's still having to struggle going through his journey but also, it can still like be playable enough for the people that suck to still like want to play. Yeah, you know? I agree. Like, like, it needs to be able to kind of cater to the fact that like some people just suck at these games. Mm-hmm.
0: And I, I think that for one, this game had the best starting area of any Dark Souls that I've played. I liked it, yeah. Um, but two, what what it does so well, and I think what you're getting at, is it teaches you the systems in a very like microcosmic way. It's like, you can dodge, and you can like fight, and these guys are going to hit you and beat you up if you don't know what what you're doing. And you can pretty much apply that concept to the rest of the game, you know? Yeah. And, and so it, it does a good job, but also you got to walk that balance of you don't want everyone to be able to play it and beat it, you know, like you were talking about. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, getting off of the aesthetic then, from a gameplay perspective... So basically... When someone talks about why they like Bloodborne, you're, are you going to understand? And if you do understand, like, what what can you say about the about why so many people play them as as religiously as they do?
1: I understand. I'm going to understand clearly. I mean, I've watched you play all the different bosses, and like those guys are their feats. You know, I mean, they all have their little one move weakness or whatever that you can exploit or whatever, but to a certain extent like all those guys are like super hard and super crazy and super <laughs> awesome looking um and i think that you know i'll be able to appreciate how much talent how much you know talent uh dedication and sort of just craziness just sedulousness just like what does that mean it's like What's, another what word is sedulous? it's like That's an it's an amazing word it's like being um dubious or, or, or like just like really going after something non-stop or persistent. It's like another word for persistent. And um, so, yeah, like, I appreciate all those things about it. But I think that, like, I don't don't really know what would make it draw the average person in more so than, like, any other game. Like, I don't really know what, like, its hooks that it would sink in people are. Um, And that's probably just because I haven't played it, uh, you know, in depth. So to that extent, I wouldn't be like, well, why do you love it? You know, like, mm-hmm. what, are, what, are, what, what are the specific things about it that you love? You know, um,
0: I think the hooks are just the challenge, though. I think people realize I think I think the a vast majority of people see um, those who have beaten games like this talk about them. And there is an allure to the excitement and to the feeling of accomplishment that. People do bring when they when they speak about these games, you know.
1: But do you think that, like, the challenge that's presented in this game is that much different than the challenges that are uh, presented in games that are of similar structure? Well,
0: what's interesting about those games is, like, there really isn't anything out there that's similar to it. Okay. And well, then that's fair. Exactly. So you know, you have a game that has very specific rules and it plays in a very specific way. And if you can really discipline yourselves in those mechanics, you're going to do fine. Um... There are other games out there that have the similar like, psychological battle, battle with like, being competitive with the game. I think that's universal across like, human behavior. Right, yeah. So, but they do it in other ways, like Diddy Kong Racing, where it's like, just collect all these things. So just beat each race. You know, it, you're, you're using a completely different set of skills and all that, but you're mm-hmm. doing kind of the same thing.
1: Yeah. It was just good to, you know, just thinking about the game, like, it was just good to finally see something like do what it was supposed to do. Yeah. Just like hearing all of, the, all of the bad press about, you know, network instabilities and, and stuff and all these, in the PSN and the Xbox mainframe or whatever lizard it is. Lizard Squad. Yeah, Lizard Squad BS. You know, it's, mm, it was just squad. like good to see a next-gen game perform to expectation. Executed. Yeah, ex- to expectation. You know, because even games that didn't have online stuff, it would just still just be like bugs and glitches everywhere and stuff. And so you kind of just wonder if that was just like a symptom of a new generation or if it was really, or if it was like something that's going to pervade for a long time and whether or not, you know, um, games like Bloodborne will kind of light a candle out of that mess. (laughs) Because to me, it seems clear that this is probably like one of the biggest sellers, most successful games of PS4 or any game console right now as far as, like, the next-gen stuff.
0: Yeah, I would love to see how many total copies it's sold. But as far as, like, exclusives go, I think, yeah, it's the most important one, Yeah,
1: most valuable one. I mean, what's, like – so the only other exclusive then would be uh, – that's, like, in the running would be what, Destiny? Destiny's not exclusive. It's not? Oh.
0: Which, Hunter, I got to say, we've had that realization probably, like, four you times mean, so, on this yeah. podcast.
1: <laughs> Well, I'm sorry. It's fine. Damn it. But what is the uh, marketing working? Yeah. What is the, um, what do you think is like the most, what do you think is the next best, most successful next gen game right right now? Uh, That exclusive to next gen? Well, it's just like it was a next gen game. It was brought out. Next Next gen Gen. only? Yeah. Damn. That's a good question
0: because surprisingly, like there actually hasn't been very many of those. Um,
1: have you heard anything about Project Cars? How come? How come that has Oh, that? I want
0: to eat that game's lunch so bad, but I just gotta wait. You know, I just gotta make sure. Is that, that exclusive? No, no, that's multi-platform. That's on everything. Hmm. I don't know. I'm drawing a blank right now. I would say maybe something like Forza. You know, something stupid like that. That's something just yeah. early
1: beginner, easy. You yeah. know,
0: hmm. it's a it's a or maybe the, the latest Call of Duty game. I think the last Call of Duty game was for. I don't know. I look like a bad gamer right now.
1: Yeah, it's okay, but like, let me ask. Let me ask you a question. Please about, do about Bloodborne.
0: Getting the co- getting into the couch conversation we had last night. One was amazing because I got to talk about my favorite thing. Two, I get to really hammer down what I feel about
1: my game. I can't really remember like the specifics that we had. We got into the
0: argument over whether uh, that one boss was a good boss or not.
1: Oh yeah. But anyway, ask That's your right. question. So my question is like. What are, what are the elements of fun in that game for you? You know, like, if I was going to play Gladius, I think that, like, the things that make Gladius fun for me is that, like, it's relatively simple. So, like, I don't, like, I know how to time stuff well, and, like, there's a lot of strategy involved, so it makes me think outside of my own head. But, like, as far as, as, far as like, how you were approaching each individual challenge that you had, what do you think was, like, fun about it?
0: So you have to think about sort of my two stages with the game because you've seen my late game stage recently. Yes. Like m- the meta game, if you will. Like, but I was there at the beginning as well. So in the beginning, what, what's the driving, I think, factor of fun in Bloodborne um, and with any of these games like that is discovery. For okay. me, it's like I get to play, I get to put this new disc into my, my system And I have a whole new world to explore. And these worlds are, like, dripping with detail, over-saturated with lore. You know, every corner was thought about um, and designed with a purpose. Mm -hmm. And so walking into a new area, and if you notice, like, when I first played the game, I went at walking's pace. I killed every enemy. I explored every area. Walking... Across, alongside the left wall and looking in every ditch, and the right wall and looking in every ditch, you know? And so every time you get to go, like, to a new place and experience, like, this new location, those are probably the best parts. Um, Discovering new bosses, because it's like, okay, like, here's a whole new boss. What's this guy all about? Does he look awesome? Is his moveset creative, you know? Does Mm -hmm. he feel like a badass anime character in a way? You know, does he feel like somebody goku would go up against or something like that. Yeah. And so there you know there's that. And and I honestly think like the challenge in all of in all of the games that we've been talking about and the feeling of like accomplishment comes secondary. I still think it's more important and more gratifying, but I think the original the the earliest pool is discovery. And but discovery can be map discovery like you know environments it mm-hmm. can be, uh, like, dude, look at this weapon. Like, well, the first time we got the Kirkhammer, mm-hmm. and we put that thing on our back, and we saw how it transformed, that was a moment. Right. Or getting, like, a new set of armor that you're like, dude, this guy looks badass, mm-hmm. you know? It, I think that's the biggest draw.
1: So it's not as much about the actual, like, fiber of the interaction with the game as much as it is just, like, being in the game.
0: Well, actually... I would say no. I, I do think the fiber of the game is the most important. I think we measure everything else that I just said against the fiber of the game. We'll call it gameplay. Yeah, I, right. think, I think gameplay is the most crucial um, aesthetic trait that video games have that no other medium does. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of the day, if the fiber of the game doesn't work and the game isn't fun to actually play and if the controller isn't... you know, If I pick up that controller and get frustrated, because what I'm trying to do in my head isn't working out on the game,
1: mm. then I
0: probably won't stick around to discover everything else. I'm going to leave. You
1: right. Know? Yeah. See, that's me all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I guess that was, you know, a question. And, and another one would be, you know, since you come from the lineage of blood, of all things dark and soul, yes, um, It's kind of just like, (laughs) my question's not really a, it's a little nebulous. It's like, how do the bosses in this game differ from the bosses in the other game? And do you feel like you can ever really be surprised by bosses anymore? Like, Like, these guys are like throwing up on themselves and shooting laser beams and like breaking off their own arms to kill you and stuff. It's like. Does anything ever even surprise you anymore? Are you kind of like, okay, this is what I need to do to kill this guy? <laughs> yeah,
0: that's a great question. Um, I think you would probably maybe, I don't know if you'll be surprised, surprised to hear this or not, but uh, yeah, not much is a surprise. A lot of those bosses, you can kind of fight with the same mentality of how you fought most bosses and the other ones. Mm. I think that's more indicative of how the game is designed. Like we kind of said how the game has a specific feeling and therefore it plays right. unlike any other game. So, almost in a way, I'm going to play that game the same way because that's the way you play it in order to beat it. I know that I need to get behind them. I know I need to dodge to their le- to their right pocket, you know, basically. Um, but there were moments in Bloodborne that really, like... Some of the bosses, yes, they feel the same. But there were a few g- ones of note in Bloodborne that were different. You had a, a puzzle-based boss who hmm. um, you kind of had to, like push him into a certain room by going up different stairs and then once you got him in that room he was still a tough fight but not that tough okay um but i think fighting the other hunter based bosses where yeah they were essentially humans they had trick weapons and they had guns that was when the game really shined because that was the thing that was most different um so in, in in Dark Souls, you know when I would shoot people with a pistol and that would give me a moment to like do huge damage?
1: Uh see so like you mean in Bloodborne? Yeah, yes. so in so in yes. Dark
0: Souls you do that with your shield. Um You'd like counter yeah, You like yeah, you parry them, right? Okay. And so that mechanic, changing that mechanic greatly changed how the game was played. Therefore, mm. everything that sort of like utilized that became the newest. And that's why being able to bust that dude's ass in the last round by just like continuously shooting him with that pistol and reposting him which by the way is not easy. You feel mm-hmm. like a badass when you do yeah. it, you know. Those are the more, most satisfying things. Other than that, um it just comes as just like uh, aesthetic boss design, like if a guy looks awesome, then that's always going to be new and cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there is the games they are played a certain way and I think that DNA really you can't get away from that. So it's going to necessitate repetitiveness.
1: Right, yeah because it's just like yeah it's just crazy to think of like all of the different imagination kind of things that they can produce because like i would think that i would think that like most of the big bosses that you go against in bloodborne would be like of similar descent or look or style or feel in dark souls <laughs> and in you know whatever um so it was just interesting to kind of ask whether or not those bosses like lived up to the other bosses. And I thought that the human, I thought that the human interactions, uh, that you had with other player-like characters was, it gave it a good twist, kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. those were always the hardest dudes. Yeah, because it seemed, it seemed like it gave you that level, right? Like, most of the people that that you were going against were either just like peons or big boss. And so this gives you a nice little like mid-layer of challenge that you have to like, make sure you're being competitive with. Um, and I think that's cool. What, do you, what did you think about um, the ability? I don't know if this was present in the other games um, for other players to be able to come into your thing.
0: Yeah, so that's, that's been in every one of them. It's okay. sort of been explained. That's
1: surprising to me. I thought that would be like a next-gen thing.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's sort of been explained in different ways across the games, and I would say it has worked in different ways across the games. Um, I found it in this one, the lore didn't really make sense for it. Like, the lore of Dark Souls fits invading. That's what they're called. They're called invading or invaders. Okay. People who come into your game. Yeah. Invaders fit into that lore really well because the lore was kind of designed around that. Oh, okay. This one, it's like, okay, people love this, so it has to be in this game. So we'll have to, we're going to put it in and we'll just explain it somehow, whatever. So the lore didn't fit as well. um, But at the end of the day, like, I like, uh, even though as much as being invaded can, like, ruin my fucking day, I still love it about the game because when you're out there fighting just the the, the computer and having a hard time, then some asshole comes in and he's like, okay, are you better than me? And not only that, it creates moments um, for like human interaction through the characters on the screen that are very interesting. Yeah. And watching little bitty norms pop up that were not necessitated by the game at all, but just happened by, that's the way people use it, Hmm. is really cool. So the game gives you gestures, right? Yeah. And... Some of the coolest looking gestures in the game come from like doing hard shit. So when a guy walks up to you, which this is just a norm that always happens, every time people invade you, they walk up, they do a gesture, you do a gesture, and it's like we're about to fight. <laughs> and then after
1: one of you... It's like, it's not. is it a formalized thing? Like you have to do it? No, you don't. People, it's the, just like how it goes? Gamers just do it, yeah. It's
0: super weird. It's awesome. <laughs> and so after one of, you know, whoever dies, the, the victor goes over the body and does like a victory gesture. And so when you walk up to a guy and he does some crazy gesture that you've never seen, you're like, shit, this guy's done something that I haven't. He's probably rocking, you know. And he's got a weapon I've never seen, so I don't know what to do against it. So I I like it for giving me those opportunities.
1: I would just hit him in the face right as he's doing his (laughs) gesture.
0: You can do that. Come up against a real a-hole. But um, I will say that the game allows cooperation, so you can have people come help you. I can never get it to work once.
1: I so that was sort of a fail point. it
0: totally was. I summoned people like dozens of times, and never once did someone come into my game.
1: What were some other like in your mind undispute or indisputable fail points for the game?
0: Um, the game is easier by way of its game mechanics. Now when you when you when you associate a word with like accessible or easier with any sort of Dark Souls game. You automatically piss off the hardest core of community of, of people who play them. Um,
1: okay, I mean.
0: No, no, no. I'm just I'm just letting you know that that's sort of the the framework here. To me, right. I know how they like. I don't I'm just see whether that's
1: warranted or not. Right.
0: So I'll I'll give it to you this way. Like in Dark Souls, if you continually spammed roll, you were going to lose. Okay. In Bloodborne, that. I won't say it's rewarded, but it's a pretty easy way to play the game. If you you have so much um, endurance and rolling really doesn't take that much, that
1: right. the
0: majority of players are probably gonna sit there and spam roll, and they're gonna get through it because of that. And to me, that's not like you're not disciplining the players' play style. And if my friend Brady's listening, he's gonna cr- hate me because I'm gonna say that like if you play like Brady and you can still win, I'm not happy. <laughs>
1: Well, like, in Dark Souls, you said it was more about, like, the parry, though, right? So could kind you not of. just, like, spam a quote-unquote parry? Oh, no.
0: The parry was so punishable. Like, you know, it was a big animation, and if you missed the window, then you were open for attack. Oh, yeah. You
1: know? Because I, I just feel like, yeah, I mean, like, if uh, if the roll wasn't there, the game would be impossible, though. Like, if it, if it wasn't as effective as it was, like, mm-hmm. I feel like you'd be dead right now yeah
0: (laughs) so the game the game sped up you know every all the enemies kind of had very fast animation so therefore your roll was faster which means you need to do it more often so i Mm -hmm. understand that it was necessary but i still don't like that
1: they should have had some recoil in between rolls yeah so that you couldn't just be like roll 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 it was like roll get up roll get up. That's you exactly know what I mean? how like, it was in Dark Souls. Yeah, and, and, that's how it should be, I think.
0: And, and I think you're right, because a feeling of, like, clinching, like, you're, you're about to die, and you're just hammering the roll button, the feeling of, of relief doesn't come from you, like, executing something on your toes. It just comes from the fact
1: that you were able to get out of yeah. there. <laughs> yeah.
0: And so with Dark Souls, it was much more deliberate. It was like, I need to dodge here, dodge here, dodge here. Okay, I'm safe. Yeah, yeah. it was, like,
1: executed. You had to execute things instead of just, yeah, flee. Right, exactly. Which is cool. So, no other fail points? Um, other than the, cooper- the cooperative
0: part not working, which really kind of pisses me off. Uh, I think the endings were pretty stupid. Uh, the lore is, um, like, the world lore is great. I think the characters are great.
1: You like the hunter's dream. Yeah, I
0: oh. think that's really cool. But I thought that um, one or two of the endings were kind of weak.
1: Yeah, I thought it was pretty funny whenever you just accepted death, and that was the end of the game.
0: (laughs) That blew me away. I was like, okay, I'll just hit refuse and start this boss fight. You would think that
1: they would both just like make you go to the same ending, regardless of what you said, but like, I guess not. Guess (laughs) not, man. F you noobs. It's like a bitch.
0: (laughs) Okay, we got one more. We got an email here. That's right. We'll do this email before we get out of here. So this is Nick. Nick 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 says, hey, bing bongs. Bing bong. Guess who's sort of back? No promises, though. (laughs) Anyways, I heard the, top f- the topic for this show in advance, so I wanted to know, while you're putting in work on the hedonic treadmill that is hard as hell video gaming, oh what's the worst you've ever raged from a game? And which game was it? I want to hear these tales of desperation and depravity on a personal level. As always, keep up the good work. Get juiced, you jankum drinkers. Jankum drinkers.
1: <laughs> wow. It's over the
0: throat. It's coming back with Furious Abandon. Yeah. I miss you, Nick. We, um... Yeah, we do. We miss you. We yeah, still got so your mail corner though.
1: Yeah, it's 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 yours, man. Your name on it. So again, I, I let's give like three.
0: Okay, let's give th- let's give three.
1: Okay, we're already at fifty minutes, so we're doing Get good, it, man. Just the quips got no just rules. Let, just let you know, it is no rules. No boundaries. No rules. We're naked right now. Um, we're not naked. Close. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're getting closer as we drink these beers. Um, the I think the most mad that I ever got. Because, like, with Through the Fire and the Flames, like, it was just so stupid that I didn't let it get me mad. I yeah. was just like, this is just so dumb. And, like, I even, like, practiced being able to, like, hammer it on the whole way. And, like, I knew I still know it. To this day, I know it. I just can't do it. And um, I never le- got as mad at that. But I think I was getting, like, seething rage at uh, Jordan.
0: Can I ask you, as someone who's, like, a master of piano, Mm-hmm having Through the Fire and the Flames be like, dude, just do these finger movements and you'll get it. But your piano dexterity not
1: translating, how fucking angering was that? Well, it's just because it's all hammer-on BS. You know? (laughs) It was like... It was like I could hit it, but like if I didn't hit it in the perfect freaking window, yeah. I guess like I've never really been super precise. <laughs> I've been more creative. You with, got the with, you got the soul in. I've do. got creative juices, but it's hard to keep those creative juices precise. Yeah. <laughs> um. The
0: juices run sometimes. Yeah,
1: but then you have somebody like Max Scott, who's
0: creative and precise. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and he just nails it. And, uh, but yeah, I mean that's kind of what I liked about Jordan is like. There was sort of, like, there's talent required to get to the solo, and the things leading up to the solo, like, it was very, very beneficial for you to be able to hit some of the ridiculous stuff before yeah. the solo in order for you to wait longer and do your star power into yeah. that ridiculous solo that was, like, a minute long. But, like, there was never a chance in hell you'd hit anything in that solo. Nope. And then once you, like, finally get out of it on the other side, you're like, oh, yeah, thank God. But then you have the thing at the very end where it's like... <laughs> and you're like like you can either hammer it on or you just like have really fast strumming and like really nail all your parts. And so to be able to like five star it, you know, it was basically just like nail everything up to the solo, get past the solo, nail everything up past the yeah. solo. <laughs> and so finally five starring that took so long. Like, I remember even just like I think one night I was like, Okay, I, I'm just gonna do this. It's the yeah. one song that I wanna do. Um and I think I tried for like five six hours Holy went downstairs shit. i like told my mom about it and she was like i don't care and I was like, <laughs> she was like get out of my face i was like i'm just trying to like you know sympathize have somebody sympathize with me because <laughs> this is horrible up here you know this is, i'm sweating it's up a there salt like, chamber i'm not gonna eat until this happens <laughs> and uh yeah then i went back upstairs and tried for like two more hours and got it and that was a feeling of elation i mean i just remember like the but, first time hearing max scott five-starring Jordan and thinking how impossible that was and then knowing that I could do it was yeah it was cool
0: so the next question was that the angriest you got in in that six hours
1: it's hard because like I guarantee you there are times that I was more angry like just individually just moments but Uh but like that was the most elongated period of stress and anger and frustration that I've ever like experienced and put myself through yeah
0: okay that's a good answer I mean anybody who listens, you can't fault Hunter for citing things like Guitar Hero as his examples because that's what he knows, but he knows it to a masterful extent. Oh, yeah. You know, he I knows mean, the game. Yeah. And I you know, I think that it speaks true to any <laughs> game like that you could say. Right, yeah. Um for me, dude, a little bit different. Like I'm trying to think when I was a kid and when I was a I think the reason why I play games today now is because of the way I played them when I was in second grade. I don't know how this happened. I, I, to this day, like, I don't understand why I played video games as a kid or, like, how I even got them. Yeah. You know, I just know that, like, I did. Yeah. So, when I played Zelda, I had a a player's guide, I had a guide next to me. And all I did was just go through every page and just do what it told me. Because I was in second grade. I couldn't, you know, I didn't figure the games out. I just did what the games told me. Yeah. And so, the way I played Zelda was I completed them. I got every item, I got every heart piece, the biggest quivers, the largest wallet. I did everything. Mm -hmm. And every time a new one got it, I, you know, I got it as well. So, I don't remember being angry in my formative years of gaming, because I think gaming was still just for fun at that point, right? Thank God, yeah. So, what's, I think, probably the angriest I've gotten is going to have to be at Halo 2. Um, Really? And it's interesting, because as mad as I get at single-player games, at challenges... The anger I multiplayer
1: ex- gets you going.
0: The anger I have expressed at real people, yeah, like Gears of War, like just having some dude consistently, like I'm supposed, I'm always the, I'd always try to be the alpha <laughs> male in my video gaming crew, right? And if <laughs> some dude is just shitting in in my face constantly, <laughs> it doesn't make me look good. I don't feel good about that. Right. So there are many nights when my dad would come in at 4 a.m. from downstairs <laughs> and across the house and tell me to shut the hell up and go to bed because yeah. I'm. Red in the face, popped a blood vessel, angry. Yeah, it's it
1: would be hard to say when you've been the most <laughs> <mad> <laughs> it's at video a, game. what would you think it would be? What's the angriest you've seen me at a game, dude? That's so I mean, I don't know because you watched me get mad at Halo. Halo. Halo was pretty bad. I remember, I just remember even having like sleepovers and us just like making fun of yeah. how mad you're getting, <laughs> yeah. Um.
0: Those were those were deep, dark days, my friend. Yeah,
1: I think that, you know, going back to Guitar Hero, I mean, whenever it was multiplayer in that sense, it it was fun. I never had anger, like... I never had, like, deep-seated anger from Guitar Hero with other people. Because they're in and the then room for with me, you. Like, for me, like, you were good enough to hang with people online multiplayer, but, like, I never was. Like, it was a given that when I respawn, I'm getting dome shot <laughs> within five seconds, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, like... I just had to, like, accept that after a while and just, like, I couldn't get pissed. Like, I just knew it, you know? Yeah. Multiplayer wasn't even something that I would, like, step to ever. So, I think the, the, the times with me, yeah, I got more mad was, was on my own. But, yeah, I I think watching you, it was definitely watching you have people that would have, like, a good night and you'd have you'd be having a good night and then they would disrupt your good night and then they'd fuck with you or something like you would get more like seething anger <laughs> from multiplayer interactions but yeah. more like like what the fuck do i need to do kind of <laughs> thing from your one player interactions <laughs> yeah. and it's hard to like categorize those but i think halo is probably up there i think I,
0: I think i've definitely spit the most anger at halo it has yeah. to be like i mean to the point where I almost feel bad for my parents because I think anybody looking at like a thirteen year old doing what I was doing probably thought I was possessed by Satan. <laughs> yeah, you or know? like going to be a delinquent. Or yeah, something. just like I don't. I don't, honestly don't think he's normal <laughs> at this point. <laughs> but I don't know. I think anger and outbursts have become ingrained in a little bit in gamer culture. And I think some of it's okay. Some of it needs to go away. Um, but you know, there is like like you said earlier. If you're insane, if you think that doing something, like, tr- trying for victory for so long and consistently
1: losing isn't going to make you angry. Yeah. You know? I agree, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I said that. I agree. Yeah, so, <laughs> good idea, Hunter.
0: God, you're a real son of a bitch.
1: If I, if I was going to try, I've been trying to think of another one um, other than Guitar Hero. I mean, again, like, the S-Class license was extremely frustrating because, yeah, we kind of, like, already went through a lot of these. Um, <sighs> see, because, yeah, I just, I don't really know that many games that, like, really were it's like I almost didn't waste time trying to finish a game unless it seemed accessible to me. Mm-hmm. You know? Like Gladius was so accessible. Yeah. It was like if I lost a challenge I knew why. Whereas sure. like it wouldn't I wouldn't have a whole lot of things where like, what the hell do I need to do? You know?
0: It was less performance based than Right.
1: It was much more just like strategy and like making sure that you delivered when you needed to deliver kind of thing not yeah. like not like can you f- can you can you find the one little thing that you need to do to like blow up this guy where it's like I probably wouldn't have the insight to find you know
0: well, let's put numbers on these beers and call it quits okay, that's fair what do you um you know this this one for me like I'm a little disappointed that it's gotten as much. Praises has like I've heard about it so much, you know. I'm like, I guess this is good. I mean, it's not a bad beer by any stretch of the imagination. It's just sweet. And
1: what <laughs> does it surprise you that something that's very sweet is what gets a lot of no. notoriety? Yeah,
0: I mean, it, it makes perfect sense, right? Um, this one, I guess, has a little bit of apple to me. That's kind of what I get out of it. I think it's got a bit of a citrusness to it. Um, but it's it's just sweet on the front end. It's sweet on the back end, and that little taste. Window is not long. Um, It's cheap and it's alcoholic. So it's decent. It's a 6.5 for me. Okay. That's fair. Yeah.
1: I think, um, you know, noting again that, yeah, it is a great bang for your buck. I mean, what? I mean, if we can get a a, a 22 ounce beer of 8% alcohol by volume for $5, that's insane. Then, you know, a a six pack of that's going to be. Very, very cheap compared to the other ones. It'd be like two-thirds, two-thirds the price, which is great, you know. <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, it's I, unbelievable. I, I love it uh, as I'm drinking mm-hmm. it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think that there's a whole lot of character. I think, you're, I think not. you're right. There's no, There's nothing that really, like... It's bland. It's But I don't even want to say it's bland, because it has something. Like, it's got something. It's sweet. Like, it's doing something. It's just, like, a bland something, yeah. you know. It's like it's an uninspired an uninspired sweetness totally uh, or, or or an unac- unaccompanied sweetness and it's I, just like a sweetness with liquid and that's what's so off putting kind of. about the sweetness to me is like in a way it doesn't feel added but in a way it does like why is this sweet but i won't say that there's like a whole lot that i dislike about it i mean i think it's sweet um and if it's too sweet then i'm going to say like just the slightest bit too sweet like yeah. I probably probably could do two glasses of of this in a row, but I wouldn't do three. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, I I think it was good for the summer. Hunter gives
0: (laughs) this beer a two glasses out of three. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um,
1: I think it's good for the summer. It's a nice... I don't. I don't
0: want to drink this beer in, in the hot weather. You know, like this beer... Feels as feels as heavy as that eight percent sounds, and I was
1: hoping it wouldn't. You know. I guess you're right. I think I think you're right. So, all things considered, just everything I'm taking from it, I'm gonna give it a seven. Okay. Just a little better, but. Beep. But uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think the notoriety is really warranted. Just the way the blue moon's notoriety isn't warranted, or Bud Light. Okay. <laughs> Yeah,
0: so you're on Watch Abita.
1: I'm not saying that it's that bad, but it's the same thing. It's like
0: I think Abita might even be owned by like a bigger brew company. I'm not even sure. Probably. But they're pretty. The
1: they're pretty big.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that's been just the quip. Episode number three. Uh, thank you for listening. You can get this show as as well as um, our witty banter flagship show over on iTunes. Just do search witty banter on iTunes. You'll find us tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah, we're gonna do one tomorrow. It's gonna be great. And. Um, we're also just go to wittybantershow.com to get the show downloaded. You know, if you don't have iTunes, I'm like a stumbling mess right now. See, hey, who cares? I can't
1: even do it. It's our show. Just
0: equip. Fuck it, yeah, fuck it dude. We're just quipping out right now. <laughs> There's no one listening right now anyway. We lost them when we got into the meeting. Maybe, Maybe meeting. only Nick. Yeah, hopefully. But we love you, Nick. <laughs> um, yeah, facebook.com slash wittybanter podcast. We're on Twitter at wittybanter show on YouTube. Um, just search Woody banter episode, whatever, on YouTube. You'll find us there. I'm Chase Williams. And we are out. Thank you. Good night. Thank Bye. you. Bye.